So I think if you've been here for a while, though, you know I'm a major believer in moderation and balance, okay? And I believe that you can achieve your goal, whether that's fat loss or improving your health, without having to be so rigid. And that means for me, I think eating a regular balanced diet with regular intervals of eating is best for most people. But if you love intermittent fasting and it feels good and it is beneficial to you, then go for it. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Rianne Mullins, your host, and you are in the right place if you are ready to learn how to live a life of balance through healthy daily actions and a positive mindset. As a Hashimoto's hypothyroid warrior, I will be sharing with you tried and true methods of keeping a balanced lifestyle to ward off inflammation, aching joints, brain fog, and weight gain. My very open and honest approach will have you leaning in to learn more. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I am Coach Ray Ann, your host. And you know what? I'm so pumped that you were here. Sorry if you came last week and there wasn't a podcast. I had a little internet issue at the house and just didn't have time to turn in the podcast. So here it is this week. I hope you had a little time to catch up on some of the past episodes. Now, before I jump into our topic today, I'm going to ask you a giant favor. You know, I love, love, love doing this podcast. I love giving you all this information. I love being able to help. Um, you know, I've had a, a lot of people get in touch with me saying how much they love the podcast and how helpful it's been. So I'm that makes me so happy. Like truly, that's the whole point in doing this. So I want to ask you, though, to do me a favor and take a moment to go and rate and review the podcast. When you rate and review the podcast, that actually helps it get out into the world of the podcast. There's like so many, there's like millions of podcasts out there. So it's really hard for people to even see that there is such thing. And I really want to be able to keep doing it. But if the, you know, the views or the um, listens go down, then I may have to consider stopping it. So I would love, love, love to keep it going. So what I'm going to do is for every person this week that writes a review or rates the episode, I'm going to put your name into a drawing so that you can win a prize from me. And I will next week announce who that winner is. So please, please consider um, going in and doing that rate, rate a review. Um, Or one step better would be taking a screenshot of your phone and posting it to either your Instagram story or or Facebook post, you know, telling people that you listen to the podcast, that would be amazing. And please tag me, Ray Ann Mullins. That would be so amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sorry to be begging you for your help, but I really do need your help to be able to keep this going. So thanks in advance. All right. So what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about something that's very popular. A lot of people do it. A lot of people don't do it, but we are talking about intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is, um, well, basically the idea of intermittent fasting is you eat a little bit and you fast a little bit. So intermittently eat, intermittently fast, right? True fasting is, you know, for days at a time or with religion. There's so many different ways to fast, but I'm talking about intermittent fasting that is usually used for health purposes or to lose fat. So that is the fasting that I am referring to. 
Um, and, and basically the idea of intermittent fasting is that you will reduce the time you are eating so that you reduce overall calories. And I have heard stories from other coaches, my friends and clients who've had an amazing response to, to this kind of fasting. But I've also talked to many other people who have had horrible, terrible, no good experience with this fasting. And, you know, normally before I talk about something on the podcast or with my clients, I like to experience it first or at least have some personal experience. Because here's the thing when I work with somebody, I want to, um, you know, if I'm looking for help from somebody, I want to mimic what they've done. I want to know that they know it works. I want to know that they understand how I feel. And that's how I work with the clients. That's why I work with the people I work with. Because I want to share my experience and my knowledge, not just from my certifications and my schooling and my education, but also my own personal experience, because then I have the empathy and then I can help them and I know where they're at, right? So here's the thing though, with intermittent fasting, I've not been able to stick to a schedule long enough to actually give you my own personal experience or my own story, but actually well, so I've been actually holding off doing this episode, but then it hit me. I'm like, well, actually, the fact that I can't stick to a fasting schedule long enough to give you details is actually the point, right? That's my story. My story is that it does not work for me because I cannot stick to it. I get too hungry. If I try it, I overeat later. So that is actually my experience. And it just hit me the other day. I was like, wait a minute. I do have an experience with it. Just because it didn't work for me doesn't mean that that wasn't my experience. So anyway, I do feel okay talking about it today. But I also like like everything I share with you, just remember everybody is different. So today I'm going to tell you, you know, what it is, how it works, some benefits to intermittent fasting and some cons. And then you can decide, you know, do you want to do it? Do you not want to do it? And by the way, if you are somebody who is successful at intermittent fasting, I would love to hear from you so that we can talk a little bit more about it. And, you know, maybe, maybe if I talk to somebody else um, who has been doing it for a long period of time, um, you know, maybe I'd be willing to try it again. But at this point, it's a no-go for me. All right. So how does intermittent fasting work? So like I said earlier, you kind of intermittently eat intermittently fast. There are two periods of your day. You have your eating window and you have your fasting window. And these windows of time vary. There are different schedules. There's the 16-8, there's the 12-12, there's the 24, there's like whole days. Just depends on what you want to do. So it can be done in any way that actually suits your lifestyle or your, you know, you, whatever works for you. One thing that I have been suggesting for many years now, is I suggest to a lot of my clients that they try to fast for 12 hours, meaning waiting 12 hours after dinner to eat breakfast. Okay. This is a really easy way to fast. So let's say that you eat your last meal at 8 p.m. Then you wait till at least 8 a.m. the next day to eat breakfast. That is a 12-hour fast. And I actually do practice that most of the time, you know, unless my schedule doesn't account for it, but or if it doesn't work for me, but most of the time that's kind of what I do. So I guess technically I do intermittent fasting, but when we start talking more like longer periods of fasting, that's where we're getting into like the more serious, like more um, commitment into the intermittent fasting. 
The other, the other ways are 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating. Okay. So for example, you may eat from 12 PM to 8 PM. Okay. So you have all of your meals, all of your calories between 12 and eight, and then you fast, you know, from 8 PM to 12 the next day. And actually for a lot of people, that's very doable. Okay. There may be some days that it's kind of difficult depending on your social calendar, or maybe you have like a work meeting or, or, you know, you're on vacation or whatever. But for the most part, you know, thinking about holding off your meals till 12 PM and then eating whatever between 12 and eight really doesn't sound that freaky to me. You know, now when we start getting into the 20 and the four, okay, I think that's a little extreme. That's where you, you fast for 20 hours and you only have four hours to fit in all of your food. Okay. And then there are some people that even do a five, two, that's five days of just eating regularly, followed by two whole days of not eating. So as you can see, there are different ways to do it. Now I've learned that it's best to pick one way and stick with it. So you don't want to be you know, doing the 16, eight for a few days and then switch to 12, 12 and then switch to 20 and four. I mean, you're basically not following a schedule at that point and you're just randomly eating or fasting. So it's best to pick a schedule that you are going to try for a longer period of time. Um, okay. So what are the benefits? Well, I have a precision nutrition certification so I've spent some time before doing this podcast and and before talking to clients about it, I've done some research through Precision Nutrition. And then, in fact, I'm going to link their free ebook in the show notes for you so that you can go ahead and read all this research too. Um, but I've also then dug into some other studies. So I want to say here that even though um, these benefits I'm about to tell you have been noted as benefits... There's still very little research that convinces me it's an amazing idea to be intermittent fasting all the time. So much of the research, you know, that shows these benefits are very vague and even contradict themselves. And a lot of these studies are done on animals, not humans. Okay. But I'll let you decide what you think. All right. Benefit number one, intermittent fasting might, keyword there, slow aging. Obviously, none of us can escape getting older and aging, but we can slow the process a little bit. And fasting may be a way to do that. But I want to say here, also exercising, eating healthy, and working on stress levels will help with slowing the aging process too. So I'm just saying. <laughs> but how does like how does intermittent fasting slow aging? Well, they think, the researchers think, that fasting seems to slow down cellular senescence, okay? So what in the world is cellular cellular senescence? That is really hard to say. Senescence is just a word, a big word, that refers to the condition or process of deterioration, okay? When we're talking about our body, we're talking about cells, actually. When we say that a cell... Um, is like senescence of a cell, it means that the cell has aged to the point where it will no longer divide and regenerate or be viable. Okay. So some studies show that fasting slows the senescence or the process of, you know, aging out your cells. So that's something to consider. But like I said, so does eating healthier. So does exercising. So does stress management. Benefit number two, intermittent fasting might improve brain health. 
So it may slow the cognitive decline by reducing inflammation, helping to control glucose and insulin, okay, with blood sugar, slowing the process of brain cell aging, like we were just talking about. It may actually stimulate neuroplasticity. So that's the ability of the brain to form like new connections and to grow, basically. And also it may uh, preserve neurons. So fasting also shows promise in treating brain diseases and damage, like such as like after um, like a stroke or a concussion. But again, not all of the research is, you know, complete or positive. So it's important to note that some people report brain fog while fasting. So cognitive performance may not improve during the actual fasting period themselves. But like I said, more research is actually needed to sort all of this out. Now, benefit number three, intermittent fasting might reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes. So when we are fasting, we clearly have less blood sugar or glucose, um, you know, circulating throughout our body. Therefore, our insulin sensitivity or how receptive our cells are to insulin may improve. So I will point out later, though, that this doesn't work for everybody. Okay, this is why like everything you do depends on you. Benefit number four, intermittent fasting might reduce risk of cancer. So cancers are essentially um, uncontrolled, unregulated growth, and fasting might impede the development of cancer by dampening the cellular growth, cutting down the supply of nutrients and energy, increasing cellular repair and cleanup, and reducing the expression of some cancer genes, as well as it may increase the response to cancer treatment drugs. So it's important though here, of course, I probably shouldn't even need to say this, but fasting alone has not been shown to prevent or cure cancer. Okay. But when combined with other approaches, it may actually help someone fend off the disease. Okay. Now for me, that benefit right there, I mean, that perks my ears up a little bit more. Okay. Now benefit five, intermittent fasting might improve heart health. Okay. And in a couple different ways. So the C-reactive protein may decline. Okay, a C-reactive protein is a marker of inflammation and risk factor for cardiovascular disease. So last time you got your lab work done, you may have had this check. So you can actually look at your labs and look for the C-reactive protein um, or CRP, okay? But some research shows that CRP will go down when people fast, okay? That's, that's good. Also, cholesterol and lipid profiles may improve, okay? Generally speaking, intermittent fasting seems to improve cholesterol and lipid profiles by lowering the total cholesterol, okay? We want our total cholesterol to be lower, but we really want our LDL, okay, or the low-density lipoprotein or bad cholesterol to reduce, and it can maybe even help increase our HDL or high-density, which is our good cholesterol. The effect, however, seems to be tied to body weight. Okay, so in people who are already healthy or lean, intermittent fasting seems to offer little to no benefit in the um, cardiovascular area. So, you know. Um, anyway, okay, benefit number six, intermittent fasting might increase fat loss. Woo, that's what you've been waiting for, right? That is the main reason. I will say mostly people do intermittent fasting because they want to lose fat. 
right? I want to say weight. People say that I want to lose weight, but really we want to lose fat, right? We want to stay lean and toned and healthy looking and lose the excess fat. So that is why most people, at least that I've talked to and researched about it, is why they do intermittent fasting. So it may help people lose fat more easily through different mechanisms, okay? But the relationship between intermittent fasting and fat loss is very complex. There is a lot more research to be done here as well. So I don't have a lot of information there and tell you why it works or if it works. Um, But I will tell you from my own experience working with a client, um, one lady that I worked with for a long time, she just was really struggling to lose any weight. She was feeling, you know, frustrated with her diet. She was eating really lean and healthy, um, you know, exercising, doing a really great job. And so we decided that maybe she should just try it just for the heck of it. Just try intermittent fasting and see what happens because you guys, that's basically anything you do. You just have to try, right? It's experimenting. So she did it and it took about six weeks and she finally called me one day and she's like, I am down four pounds. And she was so excited. Right. And that's great. And I'm super proud of her. And I think it's a lot, you know, she's happy. She finally saw, you know, the scale move. However, for me, I'm not sure that four pounds, you know, for me personally is enough to um, make me want to not eat for 20 hours. <laughs> I mean, no, she did 16, 16, eight. But for me, I'm like, I'll keep my four pounds and enjoy my meals. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I'm saying. This is totally up to you. Now, the cons, so we talked about the benefits. Now let's talk about some of the cons of intermittent fasting for fat loss specifically. So I did just tell you a couple of the pros, but fasting also poses a few risks that everybody should know about, especially if fat loss is your goal. So the first con is while some fasting can help, a lot of fasting may actually backfire and be worse for you. So too much can be too much, right? If we restrict calories for, you know, too low for too long, we start to see problems, especially if we combine it with other stressors in our life, you know, like workouts um, or maybe a stressful work environment or home life. Okay. So some of these issues that may occur are going to happen with your thyroid and your adrenals. Okay. The hypothalamus and pituitary gland are in the brain and they are super, super sensitive to stress. So they secrete hormonal signals out, right? into this downstream to other organs such as your thyroid and your adrenal glands and even your gonads or ovaries and testes. So I talk about this a lot with my Hashimoto's and hypothyroid clients because stress seems to be a major, major cause of these health issues. So with prolonged stress or under or malnutrition, like under eating or not getting enough nutrient absorption, the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland may tell the organs, you know, below them, the ones I was just talking about, the thyroid and the um, adrenals, they're going to tell them to reduce their hormonal production, leading to problems like low thyroid function. Okay, this slows down your metabolism, or it's going to reduce your sex hormone production. So women's bodies seem to be much more sensitive than men's to this energy and nutrient restriction. This is especially true for women who are already active or have a relatively lower body, you know, body fat. So if you're female, please approach intermittent fasting with caution, especially if you're already working out a lot 
um, or if you have any thyroid issues, it's very, very important to pay attention to how your body responds. If you feel inflamed or if you feel more tired or if you feel um, like it's messing up your like cycle, then it's not right. Okay. Part of this, you know, the con is while some fasting can help a lot, fasting may backfire. Part of that is because of appetite disruption. Okay. When we eat less, particularly over a long period of time, the hormones that govern appetite and satiety and nutrient sensing, they can shift. So this can make you feel hungrier and less satisfied when you do eat. So if you're training hard, restricting nutrients, struggling with disordered eating and or having other stressors in your life, intermittent fasting might actually make things worse. Okay. For me personally, I think this is why it doesn't work for me. I already have Hashimoto's, which means, you know, my body's extra sensitive to stress. I have to be really careful with over-exercising. I have to be really careful with under-eating. I have to be really careful with, you know, like I said, over-stressing my body. So to me, I believe that's why I had such a hard time trying to intermittent fast because it just made me feel worse, okay? So when you work with me as a Hashimoto's client, um, or hypothyroid client even, that's something that we discuss before you you try it. So con number two, for some people, the benefits of intermittent fasting may be offset by overeating during that eating window. Not everyone reacts to fasting the same way. Some people eat normally during their non-fasting windows and have no problem. Some people eat less and other people, well, they eat a lot more. Okay. And that's because in some people, intermittent fasting increases the production of hunger hormones, such as ghrelin. Okay. I've talked about ghrelin before and decreases the production of satiety hormones, such as leptin. Okay. So that means that they're hungrier when it's time to eat and it's harder for them to feel satisfied. So if you end up eating way too much after every fast, you may not be losing as much or any fat at all. Right. So it's like, you know, if you're like fasting, you're suffering through this fast, right? Because you're trying to lose fat. But then during your window of time, if you're eating horribly or too much, you're kind of negating the whole point of the fast. Okay. I have a friend whose husband lost a bunch of weight at first on intermittent fasting. And then he started like going to McDonald's and then he started like eating like horrible, like he was eating terribly, like milkshakes and burgers and fries because he felt like you know, he went so many hours without eating that he could eat whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted during his eating window. And it started to backfire in him, right? He started to gain weight back, started to feel lethargic, he started feeling terrible. So just because you fast doesn't give you the ticket to eating whatever you want and as much as you want. Con number three, morning fast can lead to late night snacks. So many people are already struggling with overeating at night. Okay. I bet if you're listening to this, we've possibly had the conversation about your overeating at night or constantly being, you know, snacking and looking in the refrigerator, seek, you know, going through the pantry, trying to find the thing that's going to satisfy you. Well, you know, one of the main reasons people do overeat at night is because they're skipping breakfast and maybe other meals earlier in the day, you know, and some people just aren't eating full enough meals. They're not eating enough protein, not enough healthy fats or not enough fiber earlier in the day. So, for example, if you're eating just for breakfast a little bowl of cereal, 
or maybe skipping it and then having a little tiny sandwich or a little tiny salad or some carrot sticks for lunch, by the time your dinner rolls around, you're starving and it's hard to control your appetite. Okay. And then after dinner, it's just time to eat. So you find yourself like digging through the pantry, looking for like chocolate chips or whatever chips and just junk food because you are just, you know, you went all day without eating the appropriate amount of food. So I like to encourage my clients to eat fuller, more nourishing foods and meals. Eat breakfast with some protein, some healthy fat, some fiber, um, and do the same at lunch. And oftentimes, miraculously, their nighttime eating disappears, okay? So the only reliable way to know whether or not you are somebody who should fast in the morning or not is to experiment. Like I said earlier, you know, the only way you know if intermittent fasting or skipping a meal here and there is good for you is to try it. So here's an idea. You can try eating breakfast every day, right? For a while, try to eat a breakfast every morning, um, you know, within an hour of getting up, do that for a while and then try skipping it. Okay. And then take some notes. And just, you know, through this experimentation, take notes and discover whether or not fasting in the morning is right for you. And if you're overeating later, then it's not a good idea. But if you are not overeating later and you feel good waiting longer in the morning to eat, then keep doing it. Okay. On the, you know, so this is just something that I love to tell people. It's like there is no right answer until you try something. And everybody's, you know, looking for the perfect plan or the perfect program, the perfect diet to tell them, you know, what's going to make them lose fat the fastest. I mean, of course, you know, we want results and we want them fast, but you won't know until you try. Okay. Now, who is intermittent fasting not for? There are people who really should not skip meals or fast for 24 hours or dramatically restrict their calories, no matter how much it seems they could benefit. And these people include people with health issues that necessitate regular meals. So I would include anyone with autoimmune disorders here. I know for me with Hashimoto's that when I restrict my meals or calories too low, that I feel like my inflammation actually increases. I feel more fatigue. I feel terrible. And then I tend to be the person that overeats later and the wrong things. Okay. And again, that's just my opinion. Um, I think anyone with a history of disordered eating, okay, is not a good idea for them to fast. Fasting is essentially an eat, don't eat experience. Okay. Which is incredibly similar to the binge and restrict cycle. So if you are somebody who has, you know, a history of disordered eating or currently has kind of food obsession issues, and you view food as good or bad, then this probably is not a good idea for you, okay? Also, people who don't deal with hunger, right? So this is the person I was talking about. If you fast or eat less and you end up overeating later, then it's just not for you, okay? It'd be better for you to have, you know, multiple meals throughout the day, um, evenly spaced, okay? Also, for some women, the intensity of fasting can actually disrupt your sex hormones. Okay. So if estrogen is your dominant sex hormone, so if you're a woman, you may be more sensitive to energy intake than someone who has testosterone as their dominant sex hormone or men. Okay. So piling on too many stressors like extreme exercise coupled with extreme dieting can lead to a cascade of other problems, including mood disorders, mental health problems, 
um, thinking and memory problems, low bone density, joint injuries, inflammation, digestive issues, poor recovery and repair, sleep problems, and other things such as cardiovascular and metabolic diseases. All right. So those are the people that probably should not be trying intermittent fasting. So the key takeaways today are just like everything, whether or not intermittent fasting is good for you depends on you. Okay. I have given you some good reasons to try it and I've given you some reasons not to try it. To really know if it's something that works for you, you'll just have to experiment. Um, Also, there's several ways to intermittent fast. Remember, you can start just by skipping one meal. You can start by going 12 hours like dinner to breakfast. You can try the 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating, or you can fast for 20 hours and eat for four hours, or you can even go one or two whole days. It's totally up to you. Also, keep in mind that some people actually end up eating more poorly after fasting. So is it really a good idea to fast? Mm, I think not. But some people have hormonal disruptions and other people can be, you know, triggered. It can trigger their disordered eating. So, you know, if you decide that you want to try intermittent fasting, then rock on. You know what? I mean, like I said, you've got to try something to know if it works for you. And like I said in the beginning, you know, it just hasn't yet worked for me. And it's not, you know, I'm not saying that I think it's terrible and that you should never do it or that I won't do it. I just, at this point in my life, I think with my activity level and my Hashimoto's, it's just not a great thing for me. And, but who knows, you know, maybe in five years or 10 years, maybe I'll be like pro intermittent fasting. Who knows? So I think if you've been here for a while, though, you know I'm a major believer in moderation and balance, okay? And I believe that you can achieve your goal, whether that's fat loss or improving your health, without having to be so rigid. And that means for me, I think eating a regular balanced diet with regular intervals of eating is best for most people. But if you love intermittent fasting and it feels good and is beneficial to you, then go for it. So you guys, thanks so much for being here today. Remember to go rate and review the podcast. Let me know if you um, have any comments or suggestions or thoughts either for a new episode or if you have anything you want to share with your experience with intermittent fasting, you can email me at um, rayannmullins at gmail.com. You can check out my Instagram at ramfitlife or Facebook, just rayann. Mullins. And if you haven't joined my Balanced Fit and Free Lifestyle group, you can find that on Facebook as well. And it's in the show notes. You can find the link there. Thanks again for being here. And I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am so stoked that you are here. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I would love to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at RamFitLife or Facebook at Rayanne Mullins and comment on your favorite part of the show. See you next week.